Hey gang! Scooby-Doo's or Scooby-Don'ts is funded by Patreon. Join for early access to special bonus episodes and exclusive material, including the upcoming Scooby-Doo Book Club. Joining is the best way that you can be a part of shaping the material we produce, and we are super thankful to everyone who contributes. Thank you to David Green, Kyle Michaud, Katie Maxwell, Jordan Ferguson, Pablo Corden, Matthew Bang, Blake Sawyer, Ashley Martinez, Dan Reed, Gabriel Pesek, Toj, Jade Core, Wynn Richport, Samuel Chesser, Bradford N. Smith, Page on Gaming, and Alicia Harper for funding this episode. Welcome to Scooby-Doo's or Scooby-Don'ts. The original podcast that painstakingly goes through all Scooby-Doo media in search of those to Scooby-Doo absolutely or Scooby-Don't under any circumstance. I'm your host, Billy. And I'm your host, Amelia. And we're playing Lego Dimensions. This is exciting for me, because this exactly marks where we left off in Scooby-Doo Media when we started the podcast. We I, also watched some Be Cool. I know that you don't a remember little bit, it. But I, you are more temporally correct. But I feel like we were literally playing Lego Dimensions when we talked about starting this podcast. And we're talking about these levels, and this, to me, honest to goodness, really feels like a coming home moment. Full circle. So we can stop after LEGO Dimensions? Oh god no, Amelia. Four years have passed. A presidency has occurred. Hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, has ended. <laughs> but boy, um, what do we say now that we're here? I guess maybe just sort of... Do we need to explain what Lego Dimensions is? Because it's strange. You're it's... giving us a premise at one point, right? I am. Will that cover what Lego Dimensions is? Well, not so much. Okay. Because the, <laughs> the premise I have is specifically for the 11th level of the game, Mystery Mansion Mashup. Oh, so you didn't just do a back of the box? No, I didn't. Mainly because I also couldn't find a good high-resolution picture of the back of the box. And I know what you're going to say, but Billy, we have the game. Why didn't you look at the back of the game case? Well, I'll tell you. It's not a box. Yeah, it is. That's, it, Lego Dimensions came in a much bigger box. It would be ingenuous to re I mean, I could read it off if you like. I, I would like. All right. Well, I'm going to get up off the couch and sit back down. That took hours <laughs> to find the description. <laughs> The more you collect, the bigger your adventure. Yeah, that about covers it. <laughs> That's it's it. A, it's a toys to life game mm -hmm. that we spent way too much money and time on. So much. I would say we spend an appropriate amount of time on based on the incredible amount of money we spent on it. I would also say that we 
got a hell of a value because you got like 70% of our figurines from that sale from yeah. like the Microsoft store or the something. The Microsoft store had like amazing sales on Lego Dimensions. Like they got everything in stock and they went, what the fuck? We don't want these. Yeah, and then sold them for like five bucks each. Now, does this sort of give away why Lego Dimensions only lasted for two years when it was originally planned for at least three? Perhaps. But I'm not complaining. There is a lot of content in this game. There are a lot of franchises that are here. It is built on the bones of the Lego games that came before it, with the caveat that instead of buying characters in-game with in-game money, you are buying physical Lego pieces with you are your real-life money, but then you also get a real-life Lego figure. And part of the game is moving it along the gamepad. And I really liked that. I, I, it's the, admittedly really the only Toys to Life game that we heavily invested in. We, we have like a, a good number of Amiibos. In the box. In the, that's, that's more a Nintendo collectible. And, yeah, uh, Amiibos are Valueless. worthless. They're, yeah. they're totally worthless in-game. Like, they do nothing. They just... Nintendo knows I want to buy a Mario statue. Sometimes they'll unlock a little something-something, like if you do it on the opening screen of Hyrule Warriors, I yes. occasionally do that. It'll be like, and here's a weapon. But, I mean, they're, they're essentially worthless. It's not the, like this. We kept, we kept the actual figures in the boxes and then just bought, like, bootleg cards that have the little chip in them. No, we didn't. That's a lie. We wouldn't... <clears throat> we wouldn't do that. But Lego Dimensions... What are you so fearful I don't, of? I'm afraid that they'll come for me. Sakurai is going to knock down yeah, the door. He's going to be like, you bought these on eBay? What? After everything we did for you? Yeah, after everything we put into Smash? Admittedly, they did a great job at this new Smash. There's a lot, of, there's a lot to love. I haven't even played Steve yet. I gotta get at that. But Lego Dimensions... Lego Dimensions, let me read off for you, in alphabetical order, the franchises that are involved in this game. Wait, along with our back-of-the-box premise, are you not going to give us the Scooby-Doo premise? I was, I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. But we're still talking about Lego Dimensions generally right now. I'm a little overexcited. <laughs> let me read off this list, and maybe I'll calm down. Okay. The A-Team, Adventure Time, Back to the Future. Beetlejuice, DC Comics, Doctor Who, E.T., Fantastic Beasts, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, <laughs> The Goonies, Gremlins, Harry Potter, Jurassic World, Knight Rider, Legends of Chima, Lego City, The Lego Batman Movie, The Lego Movie, The Lord of the Rings, Midway Arcade, Mission Impossible, Ninjago, Portal, the Powerpuff Girls, Scooby-Doo, The Simpsons, Sonic the Hedgehog, Teen Titans Go, and The Wizard of Oz. All of those coming together under one roof that doesn't with e toys you can buy. That doesn't even include the little worlds you can zip to in the TARDIS. Then you That's got true. The, you got the Flintstones, the Jetsons, Red Dwarf. Like, yeah. it's insane. Red Dwarf to me is the craziest thing they could have added. It's so absolutely niche. It's not, though. 
if you if you ask a majority of people if they know like let alone like red dwarf but no red dwarf they mm-hmm. will say yes i used to do another podcast with with two other women and i knew that one of them was going to like it but i had no idea about the other one but she was like oh yeah it's like my favorite oh okay well i guess it, it's uh, it's just niche to me i think then probably ironically you're a gatekeeper yeah i was just going to say ironically i think the most obscure franchises in this game are the Lego ones. <laughs> yeah. Ninjago, Ninjago and-, and Legends of Chima. Now, there might be some Lego heads that are shitting their bricks right now, but I'll say it. I'm going to say that those properties are very child-heavy. Yes. Hence why we never knew what the hell yeah. they were. We were more excited for the A-Team and Knight Rider. <laughs> I was less excited about those. I personally really liked Adventure Time. Yeah. That world's great because I love that series. I mean, having the Classic Simpsons here. Classic Ghostbusters, so good. The Simpsons level is the fucking head trip that Homer yeah. goes on when he eats the insanity peppers. Like, who thought of this game? And the whole thing, like, I love about this is that the game is about a multiverse. It is about uh, uh, the evil Lord Vortech who is trying to... Destroy the multiverse, essentially, by claiming power of it, reshaping it all on his own, and after ten levels of that, you get to Mystery Mansion mashup. And this is what I'm saying, at first glance, that was our at first glance, because by the time you get to this, you have done ten levels of this video game. You know what's going on. So here's a premise. Batman, Gandalf, and Wildstyle find themselves stumbling through the Scooby-Doo world with Mystery Inc. going through the usual story plot. With no one spotting them, the trio get themselves involved in the case as they continue their quest to save the Lego multiverse from Lord Voltec's devious plans. So, for those of you that don't know, Toys to Life games always have to have a starter pack that give you the toy pad, some toys, and the game, and the toys that you get with the starter pack, Batman... Gandalf, from Lord of the Rings, and Wildstyle, Elizabeth Banks' character from the Lego movie. The only one of those three actually voiced by their voice actor. Batman is a little more nebulous because he he's obviously a comic book character first and foremost, so you could say this is just a new incarnation of Batman. Gandalf is not Sir Ian McKellen. He was not necessarily available... But they still got, I still like that they got Gandalf involved. Gotta have a magic user. So, you never finished that sentence. Are you saying that Elizabeth Banks is here voicing she her character? She is. Elizabeth Banks is okay. here. Because you never finished that thought. I finish very few thoughts. I don't know if you've noticed. I'm just kind of zipping around out here. <laughs> Zip, <laughs> zipping around. I didn't finish that thought. How ridiculous is that? So yeah, Batman, Gandalf, and Wildstyle are our main characters. But in terms of what we do here at Scooby-Doo's or Scooby-Don'ts, they are minor mentions. They're not members of the gang. They are their own gang, as the, as the premise even says. They're the trio. So let's talk about the gang. Now, the Toys to Life toys that you can get for the Scooby levels were a team pack. They had the packs that they sold... 
what the basic ones were like a minifigure and a vehicle that was relevant to them. That was so, a fun pack. A fun pack, yes. So if you got Wonder Woman, you would also get her invisible jet mm-hmm. kind of thing. The mm-hmm. team packs are two playable characters plus a vehicle plus an item. Mm-hmm. So the Scooby gang came with Shaggy and Scooby. Nat. I mean, yeah. And hey, we're going to have one of those be Velma. Surprise, surprise. It also comes with the mystery machine and a large sandwich. (laughs) I mean, that's that's just the kind of thing Shaggy and Scooby eat. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Later on, though, with certain fun packs, you can cycle through characters. Yeah. The A-Team, you can cycle through the four main members. Doctor Who, you can cycle through all 13 Doctors. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. All four Ghostbusters are here. And I admit, I was a little disappointed that Shaggy was just Shaggy. Specifically with what Shaggy is able to do in this game, I see no reason why you shouldn't be able to cycle between Shaggy, Fred, Daphne, and Velma. You all follow clues... You can all feasibly hold a flashlight. Maybe Shaggy's the one that does disguises. Maybe he's the one that gets a superpower from the sandwich. I never determined what the sandwich did. You know what, though? I don't think that's just Shaggy. I'm pretty sure anyone can eat that sandwich and gain a power. Well, then there you go. I I never really used the sandwich. No, I didn't really use the items. Yeah. We never really used the vehicles either. Wonder Woman was one of the first ones the we got. The vehicles are not necessary. And Wonder Woman does fucking everything. <laughs> I was, okay, the vehicles are not necessary, but this so is a game cute. where if, if you line them up all together, Mystery Machine, Batmobile, Ecto-1, Kit, the A-Team Van. That is K-9. The- K-9! The TARDIS! The invisible jet? A weird crocodile-shaped jet ski? <laughs> it's all here, baby! Oh, you Lego Chima fans! <laughs> you get that crocodile jet ski! That's iconic! Yeah. And the vehicles have upgrade stages. So if you don't want it to just be the mystery machine, level 2 could be a submarine. Level 3 could be a plane. I actually didn't write down what the mystery machine I upgrades to. And I feel like that was foolish of me now that well, we're talking about it. We have so many of them, we never really needed to upgrade too many of the vehicles. Because if we needed a flying vehicle, we would just, like, go grab the jet. But we didn't need flying vehicles because we had flying characters. Exactly. Wicked Witch of the West on her broomstick, Wonder Woman. Uh... We're not lying when we say we spent too much money on this, gang. <laughs> <laughs> we... I got a lot of stuff on sale, but... I got a lot of it. We we could 100% the game right now. And that actually is kind of a flaw of it, is that, well, they did add hire a hero. So now you don't necessarily need to buy the packs. But it was a very glitchy game. Yes. We didn't play much of it here, but it seemed less glitchy than when we first started playing it in 2015. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they've patched it or we've just become more generous <laughs> or things are just running smoother on the PS4 in general. But, like, it was a super glitchy game. You can turn hints off, and the hint boxes still, still appear. They'll still come up. You can try to use the gyrosphere piece of shit Ugh. vehicle that comes with Jurassic World, and it will 50% of the time not work. Not oh, do a single fucking thing. Apparently you can use Buttercup instead of the gyrosphere. 
Apparently she can do something. Well, good to know, because the gyrosphere, piece of shit. It also used to crash all the time. You would go into the open world levels, get like three million studs almost so close to getting the gold brick because you've gotten so many studs and then it crashes and you'll lose everything. I was grinding in the gremlins level the other night because now that we've gotten it out of storage again, I'm just going to keep playing this shit. I love it so much. (laughs) I was so anxious that it was going to crash on me. And it didn't. That was nice. But let's talk about the gang. If we must. Um, specific. So, because I'm going to continue on where we, I remember where we start. I remember where we started this point now. Shaggy and Scooby are the team pack. And for some reason, that means that Shaggy and Scooby really aren't in the level that we get to explore. Fred, Daphne, and Velma are exploring this mansion that you and your player characters are sort of following them around in. But Shaggy and Scooby were sent off. They were sent to the fun fair. So they're they're not here much. So I don't want to start with them. I'm going to talk about them as playable characters. Instead, I'm going to start with Fred. All right, the Fred factor. Uh, they're at a mansion. This is actually Fred's Uncle Arthur's mansion. Did we get a canonical Uncle Arthur in the past? Depends. What was the uncle in a pup named? He could have been an Arthur for all I know. Maybe. It really just occurred to me now to check Scoobypedia for the name Arthur. There are a lot. It's a common name. I have an Uncle Arthur for Daphne. Oh no. Is it a shared uncle and they're cousins? Ooh, they're kissing cousins. I don't Well, this is this is from a comic book that I'm looking at right now. So this might be non-canonical. Regardless, it is a classic tie-in of going to visit a member of the gang's family. And oh my god, this is going for classic in such big bad ways. When you go to the Scooby-Doo level in general, it's all cel-shaded and For the members of Mystery Incorporated, there's a bit of a filter placed on their voices. And this works especially good for Fred. Because, yeah, it absolutely sounds like it's 1969 Frank Welker saying, let's split up and search for clues. Beautiful. Fred lets Shaggy take the van. And I know that Shaggy has driven the van in the past in... Quite a few iterations, it's been Shaggy's van, not Fred's van, but I don't like that. No, it's better Um, as Fred's. It's better as Fred's because Fred loves that van. He's he's taken better care of it than Shaggy ever did. He wouldn't let Shaggy drive it. He just wouldn't. And I guess you could say that this this is Where Are You era that we're exploring right now, very much so. So maybe that bond between Fred and the van isn't there so much. But neither is Shaggy's ownership. Shaggy's ownership. I mean, we it only ever belonged to Shaggy in the dark era. Yeah. Because Fred, like, went to Nam or something. And and that, to me, hasn't happened yet in what we're doing. The fact that we have the filters over the voices, the laugh track in the background. Every Scooby-Doo video game includes the laugh track. That's true. Well, it's 1969 in every Scooby-Doo video game. What can I say? Fred does. This is how you know it's early Fred. Fred himself gets caught in a trap. He feels like a side of beef. (laughs) He doesn't, though. What is he? He falls through the floor, I think. Yeah. Velma's the one that gets hoisted. 
hoisted and then hit as it's trying to come up <laughs> through the ceiling. <laughs> That's really all you see of the gang, is they're exploring the house a bit, they get captured, and then you can free them if you go to an optional room and have the required characters. Yes. This wasn't something we could do five years ago, because we were slowly building this collection. Yes, you have to... Every level, you have ten Lego mini-kit pieces to collect, and you have a person to rescue. So, like, an example, the Wizard of Oz, you're rescuing the wizard out of a tree where his yes. hot air balloon has crashed. Scooby-Doo level, makes sense. You're gonna rescue someone in the Scooby gang. And it is everyone who's not in the team pack. <laughs> yeah. They don't even thank you. No, they just run off. It's rude. Like bitches. They used to be bitches back in 69. There is also an open world component to this game. Not just a mystery mansion mashup, but there is an actual Scooby-Doo world that you get to explore and have a little more freedom. Fred is there as well. And this is what I was especially pleased with. I was very, very pleased at the attention to detail, because in the open world, Fred mentions Old Man Robert's voodoo treasure. <laughs> and, like, we've discussed this. Frank Welker's saying treasure nowadays. They wore him down, but this is Fred getting back to his roots when treasure won the day. And in your little mission with Fred, I'm going to tell you, Amelia, he says it three times. And the last time, it's because you found that treasure, and Fred is claiming it for himself. <laughs> He's giving you your share, but that's his treasure now. Oh, Freddy, we love you, but my God, you're a white man at heart. <laughs> it, was, it was piles and piles of voodoo gold. <laughs> the Velma Vision. Yes, Mindy Cone. We got a little scare with those shorts that we weren't going to see her anymore. This is probably the last time now, but... I also wouldn't call this, you know, like a huge role. No. You know? I agree. This isn't a Velma-centric video game. It's just a Velma-is-here scenario. She is the member of the gang that lasts the longest in that mansion. Yes. Like, Daphne obviously gets captured first, but Fred is second, and then it's Velma on her own, not really noticing the others are gone. Her glasses get knocked off, and she says, I can't see without my glasses. Bitch, you couldn't see with them on. Exactly. Your two friends have disappeared. They could be dead, and you don't know. Like, get your head in the game, girl. In the open world, you have to do a fetch quest with Velma for all the pairs of glasses she's lost over the years. You have to fly around that world and find ten pairs of glasses. I thought it was twenty. It might be. I think it's I even didn't higher. write down the number. It could be twenty glasses. I think it should have been the exact amount of glasses of... Every time she has used the joke, I can't see without my glasses. Man, that would have been a good stat to track, eh? <laughs> if we had started that way back when? What, we have tracked We that. have? We've tracked Velma loses her glasses. Oh, hell yeah. All right. You severely underestimate my stat well, counting I mean, ability. I, I don't know why I thought you wouldn't have tracked that. It's been a while since we've done a stat count. We've been going on a lot of one-offs lately. Well, it's been a while since I can't see without my glasses has been relevant. I don't think she True. did it more than once in Mystery Incorporated. Yeah, and I think that's a very good point. 
she also encounters real ghosts in that open world, to which she calls the Ghostbusters, because you can't arrest a ghost. And that's what they normally do. She says that we normally deal with, like, janitors in masks. And this is way out of her league. A calm Velma. A rational Velma who's like, I'm not going to let this disturb me, but it's none of my business. You know what? Sometimes you gotta get some hired help on this. Mm -hmm. The Ghostbusters are in this game, both male and female, so... Yeah, you got eight Ghostbusters to work with here. Take your pick. And Slimer. And Slimer. Slimer is also here separately. You better believe we've got the Slimer. Oh, yeah. And in his hand is a... Is a wee sausage, and it's so adorable. Love that sausage. The Daphne dilemma. She's posing for no reason in the opening cutscene. She's like, she has nothing to say, but when anyone looks at her, she strikes a pose until Fred gives her a look that's like, what are you doing? And then they carry on with their day. I mean, if we're... And I don't understand. I mean, if we're following on with the, um... Well, what was it called? Frank and Weenie? No, that's a Tim Frank Burton. And that's a Tim Burton movie. Frank and Creepy. Frank and Creepy. If we're following on the Frank and Creepy continuity, there is like a mystery solver's press that's always around. She could be thinking about that paparazzi. <laughs> Google Earth always taking pictures. And you know what? I'm going to reiterate, Daphne is all about branding in this game. She refers to herself as danger-prone Daphne. Yeah, third person. Very I strange. Don't love that. No. Don't love it how she calls herself danger-prone. Danger-prone Daphne has been caught again. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> it was annoying because it did take a while to beat that room, get all the collectibles, and she, she just kept saying that line. Yep. That's it that I have for Daphne. Yeah, Do you that, have anything for Daphne? No, in the open world, uh... She's standing outside of the mansion, and her major mission is really just telling you that everyone else is missing and you need to go find them. So not as iconic as the others. The fact that Velma gets two missions, even. But you know what? That's Mindy Cohn's last ride, so let her have it. Last note for Daphne. Her minifigure isn't wearing tights. She has bare legs. Oh my goodness. So scandalous, Lego. Lego? What are you doing? What am I doing? I don't know. I'm doing a bit. And then last, but certainly not least, well, kind of least in the game, is Shaggy and Scooby shenanigans. These two, as your playable characters, have certain abilities. Scooby's game abilities are digging and swimming with indefinite breath holding. I have a thought on this. And I thought of it while I was just sort of refreshing myself by watching the open world play through. Why didn't they give him his scuba gear? Give him his dog-specific scuba gear. It would have, A, been a fantastic reference. B, calmed us about a dog who can breathe indefinitely underwater. I'm going to say, because if you can give the dog scuba gear, then you can give every other character scuba gear, mm. and not every character can be a swimming character. Right, and th it, that would open up a can of worms. Otherwise... Batman would get jealous. Otherwise, who the fuck would ever buy Aquaman? Aquaman's fun in this game. Aquaman, I like Aquaman. Aquaman never shuts the fuck up about Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Because the character pieces, some of them will interact with each other while they're on the board together. Yeah. Uh, like Wildstyle will ask Wonder Woman how her and Superman are doing. 
which is not correct. Everyone knows Wonder Woman is with Batman. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking I do about, like style. When you have the doctor on, he will make a little joke about how he prefers his dogs to be robotic. Yes, to Scooby. Yeah. Aquaman himself says, hey, I understood what that dog just said. I'm not limited to sea creatures. And then there's a beat, and he says, oh, it's just Scooby-Doo. So the mystery gang is absolutely 100% known to DC comic heroes. Yes. In this universe. In, in all universes, the canon is simply that they exist in the DC universe. Or at the very least, alongside of it. Uh, Shaggy has slightly different powers. Shaggy and Scooby can both follow trails of clues, which makes sense as mystery solvers. Can they both glide? Or is that just Scooby? I think that's just Scooby. He, okay. Scooby does seem more versatile. Scooby brings out two trash can lids and flaps them rapidly to fly. Which I do remember from an episode. When we got to that episode, I was like, oh, that's from Lego Dimensions. But, you know, flip it. Flip it temporarily. Uh, but Shaggy also has a flashlight. He can go to dark areas. And disguises. Mm. They both can get into disguises, I think. And then also if you eat the sandwich does something, but I don't know what. We, I, th we I think it makes the, them big. We ate the sandwich and it just started a timer that ticked really obnoxiously and yeah. nothing happened. Homer gets really big. Oh, that's right. He gets angry and he gets big, but nothing happened to Shaggy. It was just a ticking clock for nothing. <laughs> In the actual game mission... Obviously, they're out of it for a while because they're sent somewhere else that's not the mansion. But they do come back at the end, where they appear in the circus tent, sort of as you are leaving. So the rest of the gang sees Shaggy and Scooby with, like, the remnants of a villain, and they assume that they've unmasked him. Yeah. Which is, like, a gang. Not only unmasked, but had the police cart him off yeah. before we even got here? And know exactly who it is. Like, oh, so you, you got the caretaker and you took him away? Excellent. We can go home. I think it was the funfair owner. That makes more sense. The carnival owner. And Shaggy and Scooby just take that credit. Yeah. Great joke prior to that, though, is that they sort of crash in, crash through the finale and end up in a bathtub. In the middle of a circus tent, mind you, but in a bathtub, like the opening credits of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Lovely. Lovely reference. Moving on to our minor mentions. There's Batman. Batman, Wildstyle, and uh, Gandalf I have all together, and I made no notes for them. There's really no notes to make outside of the main story, I think. Now, I do think that... They do have specific lines if you play with them in the level. Like Gandalf, we had in for a good amount there because we needed a magic user. And he kept going off about how, Oh, the house has taken another soul! Yes. So, potentially, if we had had Batman and Wildstyle and Gandalf there the whole time, we might have gotten more chatter. But it's a small gamepad, and there are more interesting characters to use. I like the Doctor. It's Cavaldi. Um, there's also Expo, played by Joel McHale. Gets a little bit to do at the end of this level. Mm-hmm. He's a robot who is helping the villain, but then is banished, so he decides to help the good guys. 
And that actually kind of ties into what the villain is doing here. So we'll get to that. But I do want to point out Charlie the Haunted Robot. You build him, and he does a little dance for you. Smashes a small house. That's all we need. We just need Charlie showing up doing a small dance. I'm actually disappointed that there weren't more villains in this game. Like, more classic Scooby-Doo villains just out and about. That felt like it was missing. A very easy opportunity. Especially, since we've seen from the Scooby-Doo shorts, those characters have already been designed in Lego form. Perhaps the strangest inclusion in the minor mentions. Mumsy and Dada Doo. When was the last time we talked about Mumsy and Dada Doo? It depends. Were they still being called Mumsy and Dada in A Pup? Or are we looking all the way back to Nightlouse in the White House when they, for some reason, visited Reagan's White House? I think it's potentially back that far. That was back when Velma and Fred weren't in the main gang anymore. Yeah, exactly. That was just Daphne and the boys. Um, we did see them in 13 Ghosts, which I think that was after Nightlouse at the White House. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Time Slime episode. He's yeah. He's at his parents' house, isn't he? Is that Time Slime? I think it is. I know I think they're at he... like a circus. I think they're at a circus then, too. No, I, th I think they... He's at his parents' house because he's given up, but then someone with control of time shows him what's going to happen if he lets Time Slime mm. get Daphne, and that's when she, you know, gets fat and breaks mentally. And Right. So not Again, not in Frank and Creepy. We're talking about the past. Yeah, but Mumsy and Dada do... It's just such a strange inclusion. That's the inclusion that tells me a Scooby-Doo fan was a part of this. Like, a Scooby-Doo fan really came in here and made it work because someone with just a passing knowledge of Scooby-Doo will not include Mumsy and Dada. I, we didn't, when we first played this, we had no idea who Mumsy and Dada do were. So when we encountered them in the episodes, that was amazing. This is a WB game, so it's no surprise that they could just call whatever extension the cartoon office is and be like, send someone over who knows about yeah. X property, Y property, Z property. Exactly. And I think that's all. I think that's all for minor mentions, unless you have anyone else. No. Then let's talk about the villain of this chapter. The mummy. I just say it like that. It's how Peter Capaldi says it in an episode of Doctor Who. No one's going to know that. That's it. Well, listeners, go watch Mummy on the Orient Express. Oh, listeners, please don't. <laughs> it's, please respect your time more than look, that. Look, I get it. It's Series 8, which is not Capaldi's best, but it's one of the best ones in that season. So the Mummy is here. Um, he does sound a lot like Bella Lugosi when he's here. I didn't hear that, but... If you say so. It's maybe not quite like that, because I did a very Dracula Bella Lugosi. But there, there, here I am, the mummy. It's, it's in that era. Gary Oldman's doing a little something-something with that voice. <laughs> He's having fun with it. The mummy is here trying to steal the diamond scarab. Which Fred's uncle found, and it happens to be... A keystone piece, which is what 
the trio needs to save the multiverse. Yes. We haven't really talked about keystone pieces. There, There is a lot here, gang. We didn't think you needed to know that. Yeah. But it's an important item in said universe. Think of the most important item. <laughs> you know, because when you think of Scooby-Doo, you think of a diamond scarab. <laughs> so there you go. I do like that it's a diamond scarab. That feels so of era to me. When everyone was like, ooh, it's from Egypt. It's ancient and evil. What's this mummy's master criminal plan? Beyond stealing the scarab. It's it's the main bad guy, Lord Voltec. Lord Voltec. He wants the keystone piece because he also needs them to conquer the multiverse. Well... It's slightly that. This is this is the only world, really, where he's coming and doing it directly. And although he's intensively trying to steal it, what he really wants to know is who is helping these heroes. So I feel like Lord Voltec is kind of just getting in here for a little recognizance and is sacrificing this one keystone piece for that bit of info. And... By that measure, I find that very feasible. Of, you know, that's, that's strategy. He's not out here to win the battle, he's out here to win the war. Sure. And Batman, Gandalf, and Wildstyle weren't ready for that. Is he scary, all wrapped up in his band-aids? Oh god, no. Looking like a little Lego cutie, you want to kiss his little face, he's so cute? He's a cute little mummy man. He's... <laughs> And I, I think it's not intended to be scary. Like, what they were going for here amongst all these worlds is a very much a Scooby-Doo man in a mask. Don't worry, he won't hurt you, villain. Even though all of us here know that Scooby-Doo monsters can become fucking terrifying if they want to. This is just a happy-go-lucky one. This mummy is slightly more decrepit than uh, the 1969 mummy that was demanding that coin over and over again. But that coin That was one. a thick mummy. This is a mummy that is, yes, he's shaped like bricks. So he's brick-shaped, but he's drawn to look a little desiccated. I will say, though, that coin mummy, hundreds of times scarier. This one... Why? I don't know. The fact that he was just driven by that, like, coin... Coin. But why does he know the English word for coin? He knows one word out of how I, this mummy knows Who so taught, many more words. Who taught him the English word for coin? The British. As they were desecrating his grave, he's like, they're like, oh, we're going to sell all of your, your organs for much coin. Yes, much coin indeed. <laughs> now let's burn this body for warmth before <laughs> eating it like jerky. British are fucking scary. Yeah, the Victorians were yeah. just a mess. So Victorian <laughs> British, 10 out of 10. <laughs> but this mummy, I, I go low. I'm not scared of it. He's a Lego piece. <gasps> if I step on him, that's scary. <laughs> but in context... I don't think you understand what fear is. No, fear is not just pain. I, I went real low. This is a 1 out of 10 for me. Not really negative, just saying, not scary. I didn't, I didn't write anything down for the villain. I'll agree with a one. 
but highly feasible, and Lord Voltec did well in throwing us off the trail with a throwaway mummy villain. One other little thing I want to say. There's a part where you fight a lot of mummies while this mummy is downed. All of those mummies seem to be pharaohs. They have they have the headdresses. They they have the accompaniments. Um, some of them are Anubises because yep. they make a, they make dog sounds when you hit them. Jackal right. sounds. And those ones are wearing headdresses, but they're not pharaoh headdresses. Okay, well, it just it just feels like it's a lot of high ranking mummies going to bat for this low ranking mummy. Well, I'm just. Maybe I don't, I don't know my mummy wanna... politics. Well, I mean, if you had the money to be mummified, you were not a common Egyptian. Not everyone was mummified. Right. Some people ended up mummified because of the conditions of just it being dry, but... So maybe he is high-ranking, but, like we said, the British. Sure. Yeah. Sure, there, all right. Do you have any other thoughts or feelings about Scooby-Doo's presence in LEGO Dimensions? Um... Lego Dimensions ended before its proposed time. It was supposed to go for three waves, so we might have missed out on more Scooby content in wave three that we don't know about. Would have been cool if they did a whole Scooby-Doo level pack. Because they cancelled. Yeah. Which is a shame, because, like, you could kind of clearly see what WB property was going to be, like, the main one of each wave as it came out. This one was DC. Wave two had Harry Potter. Yeah. Wave 3 was definitely going to be Looney Tunes in some way. And now, was there anything official on that? Or is that just our no. hopes of, like, it needed to be Looney Tunes? It, based on the laws of probability, it would have been Looney Tunes. I mean, that's a huge WB property that has zero presence mm -hmm. in the first two waves. And it's very strange, because usually you do see Scooby-Doo and Looney Tunes together now. From everything I know about their TV rights, I think those blocks are actually sold in tandem. Because, like, you just cover a wider demographic that way. But I loved Scooby-Doo's presence in this game. I want to draw special attention to just the design of the world. They designed a 3D open world that looks like the backgrounds in Scooby-Doo Where Are You. Like, it has that beautiful, painterly quality... Everything is just worn and ragged, in a way. Everything is dark in those shades of blue. It captures the aesthetic perfectly and beautifully, even if Homer Simpson, Marty McFly, and Finn the Human are running around here. That's your dream team? The, I mean, that's, they were the first three that came to my head. <laughs> E.T.'s also here, so maybe I'll throw him in the mix. And there is sort of another little moment with the Scooby gang. As you're approaching sort of the final levels of the game, you get all these little bits of people hanging out in your main portal area. And in the one, the Scooby gang is there by their van. And it's just like this lovely trope of like bringing together all these separate worlds for like a war effort. And just seeing the Scooby gang there is like, what are, what are they going to do? They're going to run them down with their van. It's a 60s fan. That's a good plan. <laughs> good, hard American steel. All right, then I think the only thing left to ask is, Amelia, is this a Scooby-Doo or a Scooby-Don't? I mean, if you've already bought Lego Dimensions, you're going to get to this level sooner or later. The Scooby-Doo. Do I suggest investing as much money in Lego Dimensions as we did as a whole? 
no, God, no. No Toys to Life game deserved this. I mean, the nice thing is, it's still Lego. Like, I feel like you sometimes you might be paying an equivalent price just for the Lego pieces. And now you get all this to go with it. I love having all these little Lego characters of beloved characters that Warner Brothers could get the rights to. That, it's, it's lovely. Um, for me, this is a Scooby-Doo absolutely. I love Lego Dimensions. It is an investment, so it's totally understandable if you lower your ranking because of the money involved. Um, but it's like some of the most fun I've had just dicking around in a video game. I have and will sink hours into this game at a time. And I give it extra points because this is not the typical mashup you normally see in Scooby-Doo. Like, it's not what we've seen recently where the gang is put into different environments and there's, like, different properties in play making that work and then it either does or doesn't work. This is wholly Scooby-Doo with other things coming into this world but not necessarily affecting it. It leaves the Scooby-Doo world undisturbed. And it just really feels like a beautiful, pure Scooby-Doo experience. Like, that filter on the gang's voices. It's, it's a where are you, absolutely. <laughs> That's not a thing. It's a Scooby-Doo, absolutely. It's kind of funny when the gang burst in and they see the costume lying on the ground. That is indistinguishable from a severed corpse. <laughs> yep. Because it's just Lego It's pizzas. just Lego. And on that horrifying image, we'll start to wrap up. Listeners, you can find us online. I can be found on Twitter, at TheBillySeaguire. Amelia can be found at FatalAmelia. And we can be found collectively at Scooby underscore Dews. You can stream all our old episodes on Tumblr, WordPress, and YouTube, all under Scooby-Doo's or Scooby-Don'ts. You can find our Patreon page under our podcast title. And you can find my own personal YouTube page under Fatal Amelia. Coming up next is the first episode of Be Cool. Finally making it to another TV series. It, as much as I'm not looking forward to this particular series, it's going to be nice to get out of this fucking wilderness that we have been stumbling through with no direction for like, I feel like it's been like three months. Yes, yeah, I feel like it's probably been as long between Mystery Incorporated and Be Cool as it was between Pop and What's New. Like, that 90s wilderness flew by in comparison to this stretch. Because... They weren't cramming seven movies into every There's... year in between Pup and What's New. It's just and that's a lot. what I liked about the 90s. <laughs> so look forward to that. Um, it's going to be nice just to sit down to a regular 22 minutes every now and then. And on that note. That's it from Scooby-Dooby Us. To Scooby-Dooby You. I think I'll play the Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, good. <laughs>